Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College. God bless. Good evening. Good evening to each and everyone, and God bless you uh, from um, Breaking Chains History Talk. Every Tuesday, I pondered what to start our lesson off with. And uh, for African-Americans or just Africans or those who are who, uh, uh, from the African dispersion, uh, there's a lot of things that we discussed and we have been mistalked about slavery by white America. It said the Bible uh, uh, was built upon slavery and the Bible talks about slavery and I'm not saying that it's not found in the Bible, but I'm saying that it is interpreted incorrect. And I want you to understand tonight, I'm going to start off teaching tonight about biblical slavery and i'll go back into some other things with the origin of man and i'll talk about emancipation proclamation about the slavery uh in america and i talk about some genetics and i talk about uh there was uh, uh people of african um ancestry that was in uh, in the americas maybe four thousand years before columbus ever set foot here uh, not on solve because Columbus, although we have Columbus Day is October the 12th. Uh, Columbus never, we've been miseducated. Columbus never set foot on uh, in America. Amen. It's important that we understand too that 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 that, that slavery is nothing but an act of the devil. Satan was put here by Satan himself. It is important that we understand those who are Christian, those who are studious of your Bible, that you would understand that when God created earth, that the earth was void and without form, Satan would had already been kicked to the earth by by uh, had Michael to put Satan out of heaven. Satan was wandering around. That's why he was able to embody the serpent. Well, Satan, Satan was already on this earth, and it is Satan who orchestrated slavery. And I'm, I'm about, I am about to show you this biblically, how Satan orchestrated slavery. And I'm going to tell you something about slavery. Amen. Uh, okay, now. Um, in the Bible, it talks about when God created mankind. They said 
And that that's in um, the book of Genesis, the first chapter, verses 26 through 28. And it says, and it says, and then God say, let us make man in our image and our likeness so that they may rule over the fish, the sea, the birds of the air, over all the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply in numbers. Fill the earth, subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds in the air, and everything, every living creature that moves upon the earth. Now, now God told us, hey, God said, I give you every seed a barren plant on the face of the earth and every tree that has fruit and seed in it. They will be yours for food. See, when God created man, he first created man to be a vegetarian, a herbivore. Man later on became a flesh eater. But what's very important about this he told man that he gave man authority to rule over everything. He told him that he gave man authority over the fish of the sea to follow that and every creature thing that was that creeped upon the earth. And so he so he creates man. Then they said that God put man in the garden. I want you to pay close attention. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going to show you why slavery began from being slothful, being lazy because of curse from the devil. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man that the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you shall certainly die. That's spiritual death in the sin. Now I'm going to take you over to the part where man, where Satan calls man to go into uh, the hatred and man to look at how, excuse me, how Satan really orchestrated slavery. Watch this, watch, watch. It says, and then this is Genesis. I'm going to go from Genesis three fifteen through 19. It's, and I'm going to do the NIV. It says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between your offspring and hers, he will crush your head and you shall strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will make your pain and childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desires will be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Now, here it comes. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the fruit of the tree about which I command you, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground. A curse now because you, because you drew Painful tar, you ate food from it. All the days of your life, 
It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plant of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, and thus you are, and thus you shall return. Now listen what he told Adam, and this is where it came from. Satan caused man to have to fall, to work very, very hard. Satan caused mankind to fall, and man had to work very hard. Man had to fall. Listen to what it said. It said, from the sweat of your brow. Now, he told him, you were you laying around now, but from the sweat of your brow. He said, through painful tar. I told him, say, through painful tar. He said, curse the ground because of you. Through painful tar, that means struggling and working hard, you will eat from it. All the days of your life, it will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plant of the field. And then he said, from the sweat of your brow, hard, hard work, you will eat your food. And then he said, from dust to hour, dust I shall return, that man would die physically. Now, listen, when I when I said this, you may ask where I'm going with this. From that point on, man had to labor hard. He no longer was, until he listened at Satan, he would name the animal and all the tree. He just picked it enough for him to live off of. Everything, he didn't have to worry about killing animals, cleaning them, because I read to you earlier, every vegetable and fruit was for him. He was supposed to be, I, I, I told you that he was supposed to be a vegetarian, a herbivore. He wasn't supposed to be a carnivore, which is a meat eater. Now, Satan brought sin into it when he made them have to work. Man is lazy. Man didn't want to do the work, so man started getting involved in slavery. Now, it is important that we, we look at these things about mankind. Because throughout your Bible, you're going to find out that it's been said that, 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 that slavery was okay biblical, but slavery was never okay biblical. God did not stop it, nor did God condone it. God only told me some laws for them how to treat a person if that person was a slave. Now, before I go any further, I want to want to give you some instructions to study. You will find out that if a Hebrew person, that you find out that 90, almost 99% of the people down there had some people through war and things like that who were, 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 were captured and ended up being slaves. But the rest of the people mainly sold themselves to servitude. Sometimes that they were talking about a uh, man selling his daughter into slavery. All that was dealing with was a diary where he would give his wife, he would sell his daughter to someone, like a diary, and they'd still do it in Africa and other places. You have to pay somebody for their daughter, and then you marry that daughter. That person's son or themselves married that child. Now, I want you to pray and, and things, so it was not real slavery. Now, in Genesis, the 14th chapter, 14 and 14, they said that when, okay, Abraham 
uh, had like 318 men serving. And I listen at what it said in Genesis 14 and 14. When Abraham heard that his relative, talking about Lot, had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his house and went and pursued at Foy's dad. He went and he, re- and he battled with them and he brought his nephew Lot back. Those 313 would have been counted as, but they never treated a servant the way that slaves were treated. Now, with 318 individuals, you you walking around in a wilderness. You go out there, you could easily just kill this person and go on about your business. It was he took with him 318, well, 318, excuse me. They could have walked on about their business, but they were not being treated. And notice the term that they use: 318 trained men born in his household. This circumcised them. And everything else, it's in Genesis 14 and 14. They lived, they ate, they worked. If they shared all the crops that they grow. They shared when they were eating goat or sheep. They shared in everything that they had. And then it was illegal for a person if you had it. Now, listen at this, and I'm going to tell you some more. In Genesis 15, chapter verse 2 and 3, it tells you that how well a slave was really to be, be honored and treated. When Abraham, you remember he was Abram first, he didn't have any children, but now it was said that they said that Abraham says, talking to God in a vision, he says, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer from Damascus? Now, Eliezer is his slave. Eliezer is the slave of, of uh, well, a servant. He wasn't really a slave, but he was a servant of Abraham or Abram. And he wasn't an Israelite. He was from Damascus. Now, listen at what they say. And Abraham said, you have given me no children. So the servant in my house where is my heir. I mean, everything, the, the 317 servants that worked for him would have been working for the servant Eliezer. Now, all this is, 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 is telling you the sheep, the cattle, the goat, whatever he had would have been for Eliezer. Now, I want you to do what you call Now, listen at this. You, you want something whenever someone want to tell you about slavery in the Old Testament? In Exodus 21 and 16, listen at what this says. If anyone who kidnaps someone is to be put to death, whether whether the victim has been sold, whether this victim has been sold or is still in the kidnapper's possession, majority of, of slaves here was really kidnapped from their homeland and brought over here. They tell us and make us believe that we were sold in the bondage by, and, and it's true, part of some of the slaves were sold in bondage uh, by war because they were doing a bit that. But even there, 
person in Africa could become a part of part of a, part of a tribe if they stayed there and worked and and agreed to be, go to battle with their tribe. So it was totally different from what we see today. And, and slavery was today, you know, you couldn't do it. Now, this said in Exodus 21 and 16 that, that, that if you're sold, they was to be put to death. That if anyone who kidnaps someone is to be put to death, whether it is the victim, whether the victim uh, has been sold, whether the victim has been sold, but is still in the kidnapper's possession, that person was supposed to have been killed. If they came there and they brought that person, those ship people bringing, that was bringing slaves over to America, biblically, they were to be killed. Now, I, I want us to, that if you think that so, in Leviticus, now listen to what Leviticus says. I'm going to explain this to you. Leviticus 25th chapter, verse 43. Now, listen to what it says. Now, you have to understand that a person that sold himself into slavery was to work for seven years. Some after six years, they granted them, they let them go. You was not really a slave. You ate good, but you were working off the debt. A lot of people did not own anything, and those who owned a lot was able to hire people. Because you remember earlier, I just told you that slavery was something from the pits of hell from from Satan. When God, when Satan caused man to fail and man had to work and earn from the sweat of his brow. And, you know, when he was earning from the sweat of his brow, and thorn and thistles he would bear, and when he had to really work, man being slothful and lazy, man got other men and captured and, and enslaved other men to do the work for them. That's what happened in America. And, well, and, and the children of Israel, they were supposed to have the Hebrews they would only work them to pay off a debt. And then if they wanted to stay on, because you were eating good, and you they couldn't treat you bad. Now, because in Leviticus, the 25th chapter in the 43rd verse, it says, you shall not rule over him ruthlessly, but shall fear your God. In other words, God said, you're not to beat him, you're not to rape him, you're not to do anything like that to them. But that's not what, what happened in America. See, we have to understand that the same people that's trying to tell us that slavery was okay or was part of the Bible is a lie. You know, God looks at, and then if, if you want to find out, you say, well, that was everything, Pastor Kemp, well, Dr. Kemp, well, everything that you quoted was Old Testament. Well, you know, if then they say, well, uh, you could go in the New Testament and they had a runaway slave. In the book of Philemon, it talks about a runaway slave. And Paul told him to go back. Well, he owed that guy money that, that he was a, a servant under. He was under servitude, you know. Uh, 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 uh. They had different people. They had people that, that was in 
showed themselves in the slavery. There were some people that, that were uh, indentured servants and others that were there. Now, a slave could stay the rest of his life if he wanted to be there. But you still have to understand that after so long, on the day of Jubilee, they were supposed to set the slave free. Now, and I, I just read to you in uh, Leviticus 25 and 43, say you should not rule over, talking about, about talking about your servant, ruthlessly, mean, or, mean, be mean to him, beat him, and kill him, but shall fear God. Now, listen to what Timothy said, and you can look this up. This is in the book of 1 Timothy, the first chapter, in the 10th verse. The sexual immoral, immoral men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. Did you get that? That's that Paul. Timothy is your pastoral epistle. Timothy, First and Second Timothy, and Titus. This is the letter where Paul uh, was writing to tell them how to govern the church. He told them homosexuality is moral, sexual, the sexual immoral individuals, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, those who enslave people, liars, perjurers. And whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine, it's, it's not it's against God's ordinance. It's time that we that that we start studying our Bibles and find out because there's so much stuff that's contrary to God's will. God, God, God didn't will that we be slaves. Now God still do allow it because we we have slavery right now. Little girls being sold into slavery and being prostitutes right now in America. We have it all over the world still going on where, where they're kidnapping people from, from Asian countries and bring them up here by ship, sneaking them in, have them working in massage parlors and going in the back and servicing uh, the gentlemen or the men. That That's today. God pimping young girls and beat them and keep them making money and, and servitude. That's a form of slavery. But the slavery in the Bible was totally different from the day. You get an opportunity. You could go to a Christian, what is it's, it's a call, it's called you know, a Christian. <sighs> It's called by a deal with Christian. It's a Christian Bible study group that discuss different topics, and you could find out uh, from them. You could look; they'll give you all the information you need. ChristianQuestion.com, and, and it, it'll answer. And you could ask questions, and you could come up with with the scriptures necessary to refute anything someone said. And for 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 centuries we've been bombarded that blacks should be slaves and things like that we've been bombarded with you know the reason why i came up i wanted this is because slavery was uh ended with the amount of population in 1863 in america but it uh, but the 
import of slave, bringing in slaves to America, it ended long before then. Uh, it ended in 1803, but the South continued to bring slaves in. But nevertheless, what I'm trying to say is, so they we were taught. Now, now this is crazy. We were taught that slavery was okay by the Bible. But I, I, and I, I, I'm a person that I just, excuse me if I stutter a little, but I'm a person that you can't just tell me anything because I will study. I will study and I will find some information about that matter. You can't just tell me anything. Do you know, too, in America, America is, is, is just going haywire with the voting rights and things like that. Don't you know they have what they call a Confederate Bible? And I'm, I'm looking at purchasing one just to look at a, a person's mindset because it's still, still carrying over right now. The effects of it is still permeating throughout our country today. And when I say our country, I'm talking about America because the majority of African-Americans have been here longer than the majority of the whites. The majority of the whites came to Ellis Island. And if you want to look it up, it's called the Confederate Bible, and you can find out the sisters of the Confederacy. They were they taught their children all these racist things that 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 we hear, and that's why one thing that the children have been taught by elders about being uh, racist, and so long as that's going through, and and the children are, are being taught by elders. And see, that's what we learn from. A child is not to uh, not not born to be a racist. A child is that's a taught behavior. You know, that's a taught behavior. And 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 so when I look at a white person, a person of Caucasian uh, persuasion, I look at somebody who have been trained. And the art of white supremacy. Now, it's important that we understand, too, the difference in the slavery that I just came there where Eliezer lived in the house and he ate and he was able to inherit Abraham's fortune and you wasn't supposed to beat a slave, was not so you weren't supposed to beat the slave and or mistreat the slave. And if you were caught selling a, a selling a slave or selling someone, uh, you go kidnap a person like so many of us today were kidnapped from Africa and brought here. You saw that on roots. They didn't buy them. They went in with guns and raided villages and. What's so bad about it today that we see? I oftentimes, often I, 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 on 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 this program, I use the saying that a picture is worth a thousand words. Where if you think about what's been said, it's it's been taught to us that all we did we sold our own people into slavery, but that's far from the truth. They were doing at first. They did some did. Don't get me wrong. Some did, but the majority of them were captured. The white men would go over and shoot up villages and would take the younger slaves 
because they were younger, they would live longer, and they could take the journey, and they could work them longer, and they were easy to to train and learn a language, another language. But I want us to understand that when blacks first came into slavery, you know, some of the first ships that came um, to uh, to the America, the ship, uh, it came to Fort Summer. Uh, April of 12, 18, uh, with that, what, 16, um, 1619. Excuse me, that, I mean, excuse me, it didn't come to Fort Summer, but it, the first slave came to America in, in, in 1619. But now we have to understand that from that point on, they had a many, many slaves that came over. You know, some of the greatest things that uh, places that people came to America was 26% of the slaves came from the Congo. Mbongdu, the blight of Bifora, talking about the Igbo, the Tankers, or the Buai, or Bulos, that was 24%. Sierra Leone, 15.8%. The Mende and the Temes, Synagogue Bamba, the Mandika, you heard about Manduka water, Pule and the Wolofs, about 14% of the slaves came from there. From the Windward, where they, they tell me the Gold Coast, Akan, Akan was 13.1%, the Windward Coast, Madi, and the king with five percent. The bride of uh, Benai, Yoruba, Eva, the Fulani, four point three percent. Which I am, I have some um, Yoruba, Igbo. Uh, I have uh, some Mandinka and some others when I that when I went through my heritage, but. It's just saying where most of the slaves that came to the Americas were the percentage of it. And a lot of them came from the Congo and, uh, and, and Angola, because here in Louisiana and certain parts of Louisiana, specifically in the Felicianas, uh, around where the uh, state of uh, maximum security prison is, the name of the place is called Angola, Louisiana because the plantation set on 18,000 acres, and which is the prison now that set on 18,000 acres. And uh, the slave that were there was from Angola, so they named the place Angola. Now, it's important that we understand, too. Now, I told you earlier that in January the 1st, 1808, it was, eight, I said 1803, but excuse my mistake, that the U.S. officially banned the importation of slaves from Africa and the West Indies, and it was all it was banned in the slaves in 1807, but it was officially put together uh, in 1807. Now again, now at the slaves at Print Comfort, where the first place where the slave did come in. In Virginia, around Jamestown, and and that was 
1619. Now, but just to go further, but because the slavery that our forefathers and, and, and African Americans forefathers, because I pray that we have some Caucasians that who are listening in tonight will understand just just the hope that we face. Uh, they would take you to Gurry Island or Gurry Castle, and they would keep them there for months, crowded where people had to stand up the whole time. And when they would take time to sit down, but they wasn't cleaning the place. You were standing in your own feces for months. Then you was loaded on a ship for a two to almost three month journey, chained to the bottom of woods, your bed sores, urinating and feces on yourself. You made too much noise, you were beat. People dying and being thrown overboard. The sick being thrown overboard because they couldn't get money for them. Then when you was brought here, you was you wasn't fed a good meal. The food, they didn't have you on a good diet. You wasn't eating much, but they were working you from sunup to sundown. You were raped. You were sodomized. You were whipped. You were burnt. You were lynched. But this day, but for some reason today, they don't want this part tied in school today. The true history. The true history is just how low uh, the Caucasian race have been throughout history. The lie about you look at how Rome is built up with the Colosseum. Rome been collecting them slaves. Who you think built Rome up the, the Colosseum that Rome had? Rome, they didn't build it. Man have been lazy. I told you, I took you back to the time of Adam and, and, and Eve, and I told you that when slave went, 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 Sin came into the world. Satan brought sin into the world, and laziness followed. Man didn't want to do his own work, so he got servants to do it. Those who could pay for it, paid for it. Those who had the strong arm, they did it. America was built on slavery. Over 250 years, right at 300 years, uh, nothing but being in servitude. Now, those are the, that's how long it was before Emancipation Proclamation, but it lasted even longer. It lasted 300 and something plus years because man started sharecropping. I didn't know, I couldn't understand how could a person be a sharecropper when you don't share on the profit what a person gets. You work you from sunup to sundown in that field, the sugarcane cotton field, they got rich and you was on there, you stayed on the land and the only thing you did, you had the, the money that, the little money you got, you bought from that store <laughs> and so you didn't make anything. You didn't make enough to buy your own, buy you somewhere, somewhere to live and to move away. And I know how this goes because I've seen my people my relatives, and I seen how my father had to come off of the plantation by saving his money up when he went over in World War II. Now, it is very important for us to, to say uh, that I told you that in 1808, 
that you, the United States officially banned the importation of slaves from Africa. I mean, you couldn't bring slaves here would not be entering into the United States with, 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 with cargo of slaves. But the southern states, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Kentucky, and, 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 and Tennessee, Arkansas, all these countries continue to, to want to slave because they wanted free labor. So they wanted to uh, uh, leave the union, secede from the union. And uh, since they wanted to secede from the Union, that's how the Civil War started. The lie is, and this, this is the lie that that was that 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 the war was wasn't started by slavery, but the war was. They say it was more than just slavery. There was state rights and the Western expansion. Well, the state rights consisted that the Southern states wanted to keep slaves. And that's why they wanted to pull out. So that 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 lie that they tell in history is a lie. They don't tell you that the people who came here, brought here, were no more than a bunch of poor dummies, vagabonds that came off the street, out of jail, who didn't own anything, who came here. So they didn't want to work. They were lazy. Most of them were a whole lot of them were alcoholics. And so the slaves had to do the work and build a country. So the Civil War really started April the 12th, 1861. That was the start of the war. And the first shot was fired at, on April the 12th. It was fired at Summer Springs, for Summer Springs. Okay, and they said it was 4 a.m., that the first shot was fired at Fort Spring Summer. Okay, that's the beginning. The Southern uh, states left the Union in 1860. In April 12, 1861, was the start of the war. Now it's important that we that we that we pick up on this. The Emancipation Proclamation actually happened. Now listen to what I'm about to tell you. Emancipation Proclamation really occurred in 1883. 1883, that's when the war was just about over with, and um, they signed Emancipation Proclamation. But today, the reason why we celebrate Juneteenth is not to see because the other states knew that the war was over with. The Emancipation Proclamation was January the 1st, 1863, and the U.S. Uh, approached its third year in a bloody civil war. In the third year of the war, uh, President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. The proclamation declared that all persons here as slaves within the rebellious states, meaning the South, are and henceforth shall be free. But now, here it is. The slaves in Texas didn't know they were free until June 19th, 
1865. So you're looking at two years and over five months later, almost six months, you could say six months later, yeah, six months later, uh, two years and six months that the slaves in Texas found out. Now, the history book tell us that, that some 2,000 Union troops arrived in Galveston Bay, Texas, or Galveston, Texas, the Army announced that more than 250,000 enslaved blacks in the state of Texas were free by executive decree. This day came to be known, and that's why we have it as the decree as June 19th. And it was not because that's the day that, 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 that slavery was supposedly put to an end. It was no, okay. In 1808, that's when they told them that they could not bring any more slaves into the United States, import them to bring them in. But the, the southern states did not uh, listen. They continued to bring the slaves in, and they were not going to give up slaves. The decree that, that, that President Lincoln had gave, it, it was took over, like I say, two years and six months. Uh, to be abolished of slavery. So on January the 1st, 1865, the true abolition or abolition of uh, slavery was achieved when the 13th Amendment was ratified on December the 6th, 1865. Now I want you to understand about this now. Slavery was ratified. But there was a ratification of that with the uh, 13th Amendment. Now, the 13th Amendment didn't help uh, do us justice because it said that if a person committed a crime, they could be put back into servitude. Now, 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 what they're saying that you could be put back into servitude, I mean, if you committed a crime, Oh, now, slavery is just over with, right? So, but you could be put back in the servitude. Servitude is slavery. So, in essence, if you committed a crime, if you were walking around off the plantation, they got a law called vagrant. If you didn't, couldn't show where you had money, you couldn't show where you had a job, anything, you could be locked up. Now, they just set you free. Any little crime you commit, or any crime they said that you committed, they would send you to jail and they would hire you back to the same plantation that you just left off to work for free. So it, it was a double-edged sword because when President Johnson came in after the assassination of President Abraham Lincoln, he came in, he pulled the troops out of the South, and then the night riders and the Klan started riding. You couldn't walk the street or to try to move from the plantation because you would have been lynched, burned, or hung. Okay, so the most of the people stayed right where they were. They could not read. They didn't know anyone, didn't have anywhere to go. So, so many stayed in the South. Now, I'm going to read this and then, uh, because I think it's important, because now... They, they asked which state had, had the more slaves in, in 1790. Well, the the state with the more slaves in 1790 was Virginia. 
They had 292,627. South Carolina had 107,094. Maryland had 103,572. They had more in that area where they first started bringing them in than they had in Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Texas, or any other place. Uh, for for that to say. And also, I found out that some of my people, uh, specifically on my dad's side, were were, were, uh, were mulattoes, and they were sold from uh, South Carolina to Louisiana. (laughs) So I do have some ancestors, but the most important thing, too, I want you to get is this. Slavery started, not slavery, but our history started long before the history of America. Blacks played an important role in the Bible. We played an important role. And you're trying to figure out who you are because we don't know who we are. You are the original human being. When I say the original, I mean that you are truly the original human being. All you have to do is talk to some uh, anthropologists or uh, geneticists and begin to sit down those who are not trying to hide what they've already written or pick up the books and you'll find out they have already written that you are that person, that life came, started, originated in Africa from dark-skinned people people of color from Africa, uh, those are the original human beings. And, and this is proved by their own anthropology, the study of man. We're going to look into it because I want us to understand. And I, I, I can also coincide this too with the Bible. Now, they have uh, what you call Australopithecus, uh, and that, and that and that's um, dealing with uh, anthropology, Australopithecus and zanthropy and things like this. This deal with uh, uh, the study of mankind, anthropology, the origin of man. Now. I just had someone to tell, ask me a question at the why as we were working out the Bible contradicting itself because the Bible, uh, the world is could define apostles and every and of uh, individual that's more than six thousand years old, dinosaurs more than six thousand years old, and I want to ask. And what Bible did anyone see where they said 600,000 years ago God created the heavens and the earth? The Bible only says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now I know where it comes from. They talk about Methuselah after Adam, how long he lived, and then they count the time of Methuselah. And we don't know how long it was before God started allowing things to start counting. Methuselah lived 969 years, which is the longest living individual that we have record of, before man started slowly dying. 
Okay, uh, they're talking about Lucy being Australopithecus, and they're talking about that in 1974 in Ethiopia, they found a fossil of a uh, procounter of evolution also because uh, she uh, was a household name at that time, and the name Lucy became a household name because Don Johansson and Tom Gray uh, was looking for some rocks and other things when they stumbled up on, on Lucy, uh, the pelvis bone and some other bones of a female. And when they dated her, she would, would date back to 3.18 million years. Now, this is someone black. And I want you to really put this together. I don't, it, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're Caucasian or you're black. I want you to look up and find out when they go look for the oldest fossils or the origin of the human race, they go to Africa. Now, I, I need to put a little period there just for a moment. If you read your Bible, because you're going to say, well, well, what you've been taught is that everything started over in Asia, around, wait, 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 around Asia, and that's not the truth. The Bible declared by the Garden of Eden, you've been trained to that notion, but you haven't been trained for the truth. If you read your Bible, this is that when God created created the garden, where, man, where he put Adam and Eve was going to be, when he created it, it came from four riverheads. One river turned to four riverheads. And the first is the Gion, and the second is the Pishon. Well, the Gion and the Pishon both are the Nile River. And they said that they, now the Gion, it, it encompassed the land of Havilah, which is Cush, but that's Beldona. Well, that's Ethiopia. That's on the African continent. And then the other one, what they talk about is the Pishon. And they say about something about it encompassed the land of uh, Deja Budi, which is Mali land. Which is Somalia? All this is on is is is, is, is Africa on the eastern parts of Africa. Now I I, I I I I I know that the flood when he did it when God created in the second chapter of the book of Genesis, I know that the flood that did not occur until around the ninth or tenth chapter of the book of Genesis. When the flood, when the flood occurred, about the ninth chapter of Genesis, when Noah and the flood, so that was before the deluge was to God. But then that 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 just changed the whole geography of the land masses after the flood. That part it, it ended up having the uh, Gulf of Sazan. They end up with the Red Sea and other different lakes that that divided. The land mass. There's, it's even been said, if you want to do some uh, research on it, about uh, the Red Sea, they said land bridge. In other words, where you can see that it was all connected together at one time. So now, now I will, that's what I want you to see. Now, then they go on and they talk about the Hidekia and the and, uh, Euphrates River. Now, it's been said that the Hidekia River is the Tigris River. Now, the Hidekia being the Tigris River, 
But I beg to differ because they said that the Hidika ran east and west, but the Hidika runs parallel with the Tigris River today, and that's north and south. So I don't think that the Hidika River uh, is, uh, is is the Tigris River because it does not run the way that the Bible says that it would run. So I'm uh, I'm of the opinion that uh, they got it wrong. Whoever was trying to uh, interpret what it was saying was getting it wrong because they were trying to say that keep it in Asia, which it was never in the Garden of Eden because uh, case in print is that in the garden, it had every animal. And just to say right there in that small vicinity, you couldn't have giraffe, lions, you know, rhinos, uh, hippos, cheetahs, uh, uh, leopards, you name them, wolves, and all these other animals, you could not have them. You know, you couldn't have all these different types of animals. And and then with this, you'll find out that um, the garden was a very large place. Now, before I move on a little bit, I'm, I want to tell you about the Abantu River. Now, the Nile River is the Hidikia, not the, excuse me, not the Hidikia, but the Nile River is the Pashon and the Guyon. And the Nile River splits off in one part go around uh, Ethiopia and, and the other one go around uh, Somalia and then it empties out into the Mediterranean. But now, that 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 and and you can look that up in your Bible. You can look that up with a Bible or a book, and it will tell you that uh, during the creation that that's where the garden was located. That that those are the rivers they're talking about. You have what you call the Blue Nile, and you have what you call the White Nile. But there's also a river that could be the Hidikia River that springs off it because it it does run east and west. It's called a Bantu River. But it's time that we start researching it because right now they're talking about turning the the country back over. A white, since we had a black president, they're saying that uh, we can't teach true history because then white kids are going to find out that they didn't uh, discover, didn't invent, and that they were savages that committed genocide, rape, and other things. So it wasn't nothing good about anything that they ever done. Everything that they ever did was being a heathen. And the children have to learn to deal with true history. It's time that we be transparent. After when President Obama came in, into being and he came to be president, the Tea Party farm and the Tea Party main thing was we want our country back. And oftentimes, most blacks said I and did not understand what they were saying. What they were saying that we had massed enough people of color to vote and put people in office. And this is what I mean you had enough Native Americans. People are Hispanics, you know, from, from Mexico and Hispanics or Latin American. 
and a few and some white votes would and you didn't have to get a high high percentage of white but if you could have got 15 to 20 percent 20 percent of white votes and got 15 percent of of uh of uh latino votes take the 15 percentage of them get they get their 15 percent of the voters of america you had you had 40 percent and then america then the black is is 13 percent that would give you 50 that would give you about 53 right there not counting the people from asia and others so that would be enough to get you in and they're afraid that they're going to lose their power and will not rule america anymore there's also a young uh, not young lady but a lady that that worked in the cabinet of president george uh i mean not george Bush, but president biden she made a statement that just it just just really touched me that people would make that statement that the people in america they should have a mandate that america should have no more than one or two kids and, and it's, it's 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 no secret that the white population and white childbirth has de- decreased African-American childbirth is staying the same, it's level off, being the same, but Hispanic birth rate is sky high, and so they don't want them in to populate because they're going to lose their power with a democracy. So now they want to fix it, rig the voting thing where if they don't like the way the voting come out, they can say who they want to win by the state, and they red states. That's what's going on. So it's a lot of things that are going on that, that that we're seeing and things. And so I was telling you about that. But now I want I want to go on because since that I was telling you the reason I told you about in Ethiopia. But I wanted to let you know that that was part of the Garden of Eden. Now you had Lewis and Mary Douglas Leakey. They were from they were really Britain of paleontologists. Who did, who did discover the first uh, fossil proconsul school? Now, but that proconsul school wasn't a human; it was a stink ape, which is now believed to be uh, the ancestor of the human race. But they they found uh, discovered a robust what they call zentropus. Now, zentropy or zentropy simply means East Africa. They found a skull in the O.D. Dodge in Tanzania, in, uh, in, in East Africa. And uh, the archaeological and anthropological fossils that they found of an ancestor to an ape. Then they found human remains in the O.D. Dodge. And while excavating in the O.D. Dodge, they found different arrowheads that date back over a million. Now, this could go back to 2.7 million years ago. But that's in Zantropy. And they found these fossils, and they tell us that mankind have been much longer than what we thought that man had been there. But now listen at this. Listen at this, if you will. And uh, I I was talking with the city council person of my area, and uh, she had invited me to her office, and we sat down and just 
had a conversation and she was picking my head about certain things and she texted me back because she she didn't take the correct notes but uh i told her that everybody came from one lady and i know that we we in the bible it talks about adam and eve but now this lady name is eve now if we trace back the DNA at the, my, my, at, at, at the maternal, you know, heritage part the, of mitochondria within ourselves, all humans, all humans, excuse me, theoretical common ancestor, this woman known as mitochondria Eve, she is between 100 to 200,000 years ago she lived in South Africa. She wasn't the first human, but every other female lineage eventually had no female offspring. Failing to pass on the mitochondrial DNA as a result, all humans today, listen at me, not Africans, but all humans today, Africans too, but I'm saying every race, I don't care if you're Chinese, Japanese, I don't care if you're Russian, I don't care if you where you're from, Brazil, America, wherever you're from, we carry her DNA. Now listen at this. As a result, all humans today can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to her. Within her DNA and that of her peers exists all the genetic variation we see in contemporary humans since Eve time. Since 200,000 years ago, everybody carries her DNA. White, black, dead, I don't care, care, yellow, whatever color you are, you carry her because we all came from that black woman. See, in contemporary humans today, Eve time, different populations of humans have drifted apart genetically forming distinct ethnic groups that we see today. Now, about three, about 3,000 300, about 2,000, about 2,300 years ago, uh, they found a man that had died about 2,300 years ago in South Africa. They found his fossils. And what they noticed when they were able to get DNA, that when they got their mitochondrial DNA from this man, they found out this guy in Southern Africa is the closest relative yet known to the humanity common to the female ancestry of mitochondria Eve. They know that he was he lived in a fishing area where it was fishing and his genetics there was, was matched Eve's. Now the place where they found his his, his remains is called St. Helen Bay in South Africa. By a theologist name was Andrew Smith of the University of Cape Town. Now as we sequenced everything, they found out that the first humans came from sub-Saharan Africa, which really is the cradle of humanity to have had DNA sequence. Now, that, that, that's something that we need to look at, and then we may be thinking, say, well, Pastor, well, Dr. Kemp, well, why do it look so different? And I always love to talk about this. Why do we look so different from the way uh, whites look different from blacks? Now, 
I want you to understand that out of Africa, when, when, when the blacks start leaving out of Africa and moving to other areas from that hot climate and the sun and things, because had a lot of desert areas, about 70,000 out of Africa started 70,000 years ago. After modern humans established themselves in Africa, small populations launched out to establish a foothold in Asia. That's over where we see the Holy Land or, or Babylon and all that, Iraq and all in those areas that Saudi Arabia. Uh, you have, as you notice, they are dark-skinned people. Asia, before they spread it east to Europe, and they spread, they say that they spread it east to Europe maybe about 40,000 years ago, and then reaching the America went west to the America. Now, I want you to understand that we're, that the people were black, and and this is what I want you to understand now, the the one of our greatest and the father of uh, genetics, his name is Gregor Mendo, and he talks about inheritance involving the passing on of discrete units of inheritance, talking about genes that come passed on from our parents to us, from one flower to another, from one animal to another. We pass on different genes. That's why you a whole lot of people look like their father. They look like their mother because the genes are passed on. But now, through his study, he found out that even with plants, a dog plant was dominant. A white plant would be a recessive. He found out that black and brown skin and brown eyes were dominant. He found out that light skin or white, what, what, what Caucasians are, come from a recessive gene, but black and brown came from dominant gene. Brown eyes came from a dominant gene. Blue eyes came from a recessive gene. Now, if you look up the definition of, of dominant, dominant means superior. Recessive means a lower form. So it's this, you could take two of the blackest people in the Sudan and certain areas of the Sudan is where the darkest people on the planet live. And you could take them and they could have a child and that child could come out albino. Meaning that child could look white, come out white. So you could you could get the recessive from the dominant, but you cannot get the dominant from the recessive. You uh, two whites cannot produce a black child. Why? Because that it all started with black. So black came in the variations, and they had to go through what you call a mutation. Now, this is something that happened, and I want you to understand this. Mendel's study showed that there were three laws that had the law of independent separation. That if we independently separate ourselves and just away a certain look of Caucasian people just move independently, separate themselves and live together, they will produce children that look like them with the same 
recessive gene. And the law of, of uh, dominance is that if you have the people uh, with the dominant genes or dominance, it, you're going to produce a dominant race. Segregation means when you separate, and that's what happened with the Europeans and us, is separation, but I want you to listen at this. Now, why we look different, and, and, and those of you who are going through COVID, now we have this different strain of COVID. I see I'm running close to running out of time. Time, But we went through, uh, human beings go through what you call a mutation, just like the variants that they have in the different types of COVID. Now, if you look at Webster Dictionary, it defines a mutation that it is the change of a structure of a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations, meaning that that mutation, that variant of a structured gene, it can be transmitted to different generations. When they went over in Europe, their skin changed, color changed, and the texture of lot of hair changed. That was it. And they said that caused by the alteration of a single base unit in DNA of depletion, insertion or rearrangement of a larger section of a gene. Do you know that the reason why why we call people albinos because of deletion of the gene melanin in that individual? That's why we have albinos. Albinos is, uh, have a, a deletion of, of that gene of, of melanin uh, in their body. The same as Caucasian, but I, I don't think they would ever want you to call them an albino because they know that being an albino just, just tells that they are recessive. Now, it, now, this is, now, listen at this closely, and you can look it up for yourself. The mutation is ultimately the only way in which new variants enter species. How did new variants enter the human species through a mutation? They started off black, and they and they end up end up being different colors. They have them look at Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese, all these different things. So what what everybody was drawn from one black woman lady, and her name was mitochondria Eve. I I, I had more more things that I would look wanted to talk. But I, I had to talk about the today. I had to go back over um, about about the Civil War, and I had to talk to you pertaining to Emancipation Proclamation. But there's this big thing about blacks listening to white preachers and what they have taught our ancestors about slavery. About that God, God ordained. God did not ordain slavery. Satan ordained it. He brought it in here. When man had to work hard, he said, what are your brows? Genesis, the third chapter, verse 16 through 19. It talks about how hard and thorn and thistles, how he would tar me, hard work. Man was lazy. Why do you think that that, 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 that white had blacks in the field picking cotton and cutting sugar cane? If you ever saw how hard that work is, you'll know why and you didn't see see black whites out there. Because they did just what Satan brought into the world. 
Satan brought that in here by telling Adam and Eve, told Eve, and then Adam listened to his wife Eve, and they all they went into uh, sin, and God cursed them, and he cursed the ground. He told them that they were surely going to die. He told them that, you know, from dust they came, and dust that they still returned. See, man was to live forever. Mankind was created to live forever. But they were created to be herbivores. And we were created. If you read in the second chapter that they say every plant, every vegetable, every fruit was given man for, for man to eat. But after man sinned and God had to kill an innocent animal, from that point on, man started eating meat. And that's why the older, older, I know the old African-Americans always would tell us, my, my grandparents, my parents would tell us, you don't kill nothing that you're not going to do. Amen. God bless you. Uh, are there anyone that have any questions? God bless. The lines are open. Good evening to everyone. Anyone have any questions for Dr. Kemp? You're on the air. God bless you. Good evening. Uh, I know it's some question that someone may not be familiar with. Uh, but if you don't want to ask a question, you might want to just share with us tonight. If the lines are open. Uh, Dr. Kemp, I have a question. Yes, sir. You you mentioned the uh, the fossil of the brother that was uh, discovered in South Africa, and I, I my phone was cutting on and off. I thought I thought you said twenty that twenty three hundred years ago, but was it? About thirty or so, it would be three thousand some years ago. But they found that was the fossil that they found that match that match mitochondria Eve. They found yes, some sir. earlier skeleton with zentropy, which was zentropy, which is not which is dealing with uh, East Africa. And what they found when they found the robust, that was two point uh, about two point eight million years ago, but the one that they found with Lucy was 3.2 million years ago. Right. But they found okay. that uh, that's a uh, difference in uh, Lucy would be Australopithecus and the one that uh, Tom, what that was uh, that was Mary Lucy, uh, Mary Doris uh, Leakey, Professor right. Leakey and his wife uh, they discovered which the one you're talking about in OD guards, which around Tanzania. Correct. Yes, sir. I, my, yes, the, question, sir. the reason I the reason I asked the question, uh, Doctor Kemp, is I, I wonder sometimes if people can misconstrue because they will uh, talk about uh, you know AD and BC. And they were 
perhaps um, try to say that, you know, we're in the year 2000 and that the the DNA sample in South Africa, uh, if it's just 2,300 years old, that they might try to misconstrue that. Um, because I thought, I thought, I thought that that DNA sample of the black man in South Africa that they, they got from the skeleton was older than that. But I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, but that's why I asked the question. It would be the the one that if you're talking about the one that was, that was, uh, the closest match to mitochondria Eve, it would be not 23, but it was it was uh thirteen hundred what it was it was before Christ. It was it was uh may it was uh so many years before Christ. Uh yes, sir. okay. Now when you look at Anna Domini I mean that's A D is not after the death, it's Anna Domini, it means the year of our Lord. It means how the Roman calendar started. The world is more than uh, 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 2,022 years. Certainly. Oh, it just goes by the Roman calendar. That's why they use A.D. And if you look up A.D. Uh, in a dictionary, it'll tell you it's Anna Domini, me, the year of our Lord. It tried to go back to the birth of Christ, but uh, by the time that they used that they used to get Christ, it would be like uh, 225. If you're gonna go by that, because the king that was say was living during that time would go back further um, uh, than what they say for Christ, where Christ was born under this certain king, and it would have to be earlier. Uh, and then uh, when they try to use when the Magi's came, the Magi's came. Christ was uh, a toddler. He was about three, four years old when yes, it came to the, the Bible say that that tell you that they saw the kid and he had they had moved to Jerusalem so he he uh he 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 wasn't a, he wasn't uh that baby in the manger that you see that uh, that what we use for Christmas. Um he wasn't a baby he wasn't a baby when the Magi seen him, and they know they don't say how many it was. We use three, but because that's because the gift. But uh, it would be more than that. Uh, the guy uh, now, I was talking about like in South um, in South America. You talking about the okay? And now in South America, they they know that they had Africans there, like um, like about. Three thousand three hundred years ago. Yes, sir. Yeah, they had them be uh, blacks in, in South. It's, it's called uh, Mesoamerica. They go by called, and they go by uh, that. But some of the first and down in South in Brazil and down in no, that's Venezuela. Uh, dates back, and they tell you that. This person, the people, the original people by fossils that they found was Aboriginal. If they say Aboriginal, it means that they were black. And that's in all those islands in the Pacific, too. 
that they're black. And that's the stuff that they don't want taught in school. That's Not right. they, but uh, 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 for some reason, uh, Caucasians or whatever we want to call it, say the term they want to like to use for themselves, not white. But uh, uh, Europeans, for some reason, because it'll take away for the lie that's been perpetrated about who they are and uh, about what they did uh, for uh, to uh, to uh, uh, this country and, and the world. I talked earlier about uh, the term about the slavery thing that was used and how they try to use the Bible, but you cannot use the Bible about slavery because they deal with anything about slavery with uh, which occurred with the African-American because that that, that, their form of slavery was totally different. Uh, and even even uh, in Africa, when if you were a slave in Africa, if you kept you from another village, you could marry a person from that village, as long as you uh, uh, pledged your allegiance to that tribe and would, would be one of their warriors. Then you were treated just like one of them. Though the same thing with the Hebrews. Uh, they used the word mainly the word for for uh, they didn't do you say slave it was a servant because the person was never treated the the thing that we think about slavery uh, and whites lie the Bible because they don't want to say that uh, their Christianity is warped and that what they did was wrong. So they use it that use the Bible, and they, it, it's worse than what they try to say about Christ was white. That's a lie. That's worse than every person in the Bible, whether it's uh, the patriarch, the patriarchal individual Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They make all of those white. They make all the judges in the Bible white. They make all the prophets. And the Bible white. Every book was written by somebody white. That all uh, apostles, disciples, everyone, they were Caucasian, and that's not true. They were not even in that part of the country at that at, at a particular time. So, all of that has been lies. And I always tell the students that I teach in seminary: He who write the narrative, make the people look. Make them bad or good, the way they would like them to be, and that's the betrayal of white America. Is they betrayed themselves as it? And, and, and by the way, I, I heard something. Now this happened recently on television about dealing with the war over <clears throat> overseas. The war that's going on in Croatia. Uh, now, they had these people from different other countries that were uh, broadcasters, and they made statement: uh, "These are not, these are not, 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 not people. These are people look like us, and we can't allow this because they look like us. They're Europeans like us. This is not a third, third world country that's going through this. And so, what they were saying, they're not black." Yep. 
if they were black, you know, do we have to do more than what we're doing because these people look like us. They're, they're Europeans like us. They look like I know. us. And I went like, this is about, this is the most racist bull. I I, I mean, no, people don't talk about right. it. They did that. You're absolutely right. They did. They, 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 they showed, I think, it was three of them, three or four of them, these, these individuals did, did say what they were told, what they said came out of their mouth. And if that's not racist and things, oh, God. I mean, this is what the world has turned out to be. This is what, if you're not you're European, meaning if you're not a Caucasian, then uh, all of, you're nothing. They, they don't care about you. Every world, uh, uh, they are civilized. This is a civilized nation. Well, first of all, what civilized nation would, would come to another country and kill everybody? You're talking about what what's going over right now. And, and right now, uh, but we, we're dealing with that, okay? We're talking about what, what you think happened in America when they came over, how this country came into existence. You know, came over and killed the people and took the land. But, you know, in the Ukraine, this is, this is so, so far from it. And then this is the thing they call civilized country. What's civilized about this country any more than any other country? Matter of fact, we have more worse ways than the Europeans have the worst ways than any, any nations in the world. Thank you so very much. In America or any country, matter of fact, Great Britain, America, any country could be made uh, a third world country. It deals with import and export. If people are not uh, uh, buying your exports, buying from you, not you, not you, not exporting goods, uh, you're not, 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 and, and things like that. So it takes away, and the only way they trade with different places in Africa, if like the French or some other, through the. Um, do the Berlin Conference, uh, by it, and it could keep you at a, when I say the Berlin Conference, those are the, why Africa is divided all up because Europe divided Africa among themselves. And they get a lot of money from the thing from Africa, but the people get almost nothing. So uh, it's a lot of things that we have to do, and we have to study it, but we, we refuse to study to even learn of ourselves, and that's the sad and um, part about it is, is that we're not zealous enough to to do the research ourselves so we can teach our children and grandchildren who they are and, and, and uh, uh, the true nature of uh of this country and of the Europeans that, that who write books and things that we read and help propagate different lies that, that, that and, and when it comes to asking them to tell the truth, they get angry and they don't want to hear the truth. Thank you so very much, Dr. Kim. Uh, you're very welcome, and, and, and thank you for that wonderful uh, question that you asked, and I pray that uh, 
I was able to partially answer it or what it, I came close to answering that question. Y'all, is there anyone else have a question or uh, want to add something to what was uh, uh, what was talked about tonight? I have one question. Uh, okay. I, I was just want to know if you can expound, Dr. Kemp, on uh, I see where they're, they're trying to not allow critical race theory to be taught in schools. Uh, can you expound on that and how that would affect us, and how can we get this knowledge out to our young people? That, that's CTR, uh, critical race theory. They don't want uh, different things, and, and oh, okay, I, I don't like to use the term critical race theory. Right. I would like to say CTR is critical race truth. A theory is an unproven fact when you look up just the definition and uh, 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 of it. So when when the what what they don't want taught is they don't want taught the the true nature of slavery. There's so many things that's 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 taught to children in history. I, I think I made I made a statement before that our children. Um, Black kids uh, have, even those who are educated, have low self-esteem. And I'm going to explain something to you. And some may say because they have an education, they don't have it, but we all have it. After hundreds and hundreds of years, not decades, but hundreds of years of being brainwashed that you nothing. All you, if you watch the media television. Everything you see about God or everything that's good is someone white. Webster Dictionary, the European Dictionary, states that everything that's black is bad or evil. Just the color itself represents evil. Black magic, black ball, you name it, everything. You went black to a funeral, you know, white, everything, white, the good guys ride the, 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 ride the white horses when Satan don't come in that uh, or the devil or something, they don't make him as a white person, they make him green or some dark color. Uh, everything that, 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 that's been perpetrated have been perpetrated against you. Did, did, okay, Jesus Christ, he's white. Okay. All the way through, Columbus never came to the continental United States, but he discovered it. You can't with over 40 million people living in a place or more, you cannot discover it. They did not come here, and they don't tell, they don't want to say that they took people that was living on the streets out of jail the very poorest vagabond like people and sent them to the Americas so they could have something and to sell it in the name of the queen. And that these kind hearted people started looking out for them and they turned right around the very same people, you know, uh, you know, about like they say, bite the hand that feeds you. They bit the hand that fed them. They, they killed the people and took the land from them put them on reservation, 
Then they, they say that we're lazy, that African-Americans are lazy. They turn right around. They don't want to distort. They don't want it taught in their school. Our children from first grade to 12th grade, even in college, are taught that they did not do anything because nothing in the civics or history books are about you. So that's a zero. So you grow up all your life thinking that you are a zero, and you don't think it but sub, uh, sublimably, that's a subliminal. Uh, the message is you nothing, and you, and you do that till you're 18 years old, and it even go further if you don't, if you just don't take be into to have the intuition or be intuitive enough to to go in and do the study for yourself. But our children grow up with it, and even when you are. Uh, when when you you get to a state where I am, as you you started realizing these things, it's been pressed in your brain so long until you have this thing that you don't know that you have this low self esteem because you understand that you have a ceiling. You understand that if your child go out to ride for driving his car, you have to tell him shut your mouth up. Uh, allow don't you the the law does not pertain to you. You can't ask them why you stopping me, why this is going on, why that. You can't ask those questions because you know you don't have that right. But that's the right that every uh, law-abiding citizen is supposed to have. And so by that, you know, our children, we have this low self-esteem that we're below other people. They don't want it really taught that they had blacks. Uh, they don't, you don't, you, you, before people start talking about the Olmec people and different other people, they had even black Indians, Indians that were darker than the penny. That's the color of a real Native American. That's why they say copper. If you ever just Google copper as an Indian, okay? And by the way, all you have to do is look up Sherman William paint and ask for Sherman William like a color wheel or paint have every color that they have, and they can mix a color the way it is. And I like the term, they say David came with his ruddy appearance. If you would ask, a paint, uh, ask for a ruddy paint, you want to want Sherman William, you want to paint something and be a ruddy. It's a deep brownish red. It's dark. That was they say David came with this ruddy appearance. The word, the terminology is in there, but I was reading uh, where some guy had wrote to me. That's a white person that that looked like when when the, when the blood get in their face. I said, now this is so this is so lying. It's it's a shame. But you go to the color where you you ask that uh, by the color and they'll give it to you. But it, it, it's so much that need that that has to be taught. They don't want it. They say if CRT is taught that children will feel guilt and low self. Yes, they sure will have guilt when they find out they didn't do hardly anything but but savagery. When they find out that African American built America, that sixty percent of the income of America came from the cotton, sugar, indigo, and tobacco. 60%, not half, 60%. And then they try to take away a certain percentage of it because they say up north dealt with 
textile. But you can't say about textiles didn't come from slavery because you need cotton for textile. So that's that it would go even higher. And we know we build it. Uh, Michelle Obama made a statement, and they love to criticize black. They love to find fault. They love to say something about her. She says she never thought that two people, two blacks, would be living in the White House that slaves built. Slaves built the country, the railroads, the bridges, cleared the land, planted the seeds, harvested the seeds. But then there was they considered as being the dumbest. The dumbest, if you if you look up that definition, those were the one who's the lazy one. Those are the one who said idly, and the people worked and brought in that over sixty some percentage of the of of the of the GPA GP of what the of uh, of America. It's 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 almost illogical the way of thinking what they're saying of. But it shouldn't be taught. It's, it's, it's so racist, the reason why they don't want it taught, because they don't want their children to know that they didn't really do anything. They didn't hardly invent anything. I think I told I told the students in school once one night I was setting up, and I asked, uh, I was Googling, and I asked about the inventions that the Africans made that put into this world. Then I asked about the people from India, China, Japan, and uh, Native Americans. And then I asked for the African American. And I looked at all these inventions, and I really realized that Caucasian European didn't hardly invent anything. But they're never going to tell you that. They wrote the backs of everybody. They wrote the backs. It's true. Look it up. They don't want these things taught because they say their children will feel bad. No, your children will know that everything you got, you got it through savagery. Teach about the, what, the, what the Berlin Conference really done of 1884. Tell the truth. Tell the truth that the northerners were almost as worse as the southerners. Tell the truth that after Abraham Lincoln died and Johnson, which was president after him, how he pulled the Union soldiers out and the clans and 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 and, and it, slavery really started all over again. Yeah, we 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 call it talking about reconstruction. Reconstruction didn't last long. We had a whole lot of people that went into Washington and everything, and that was too much for them. So they turned right around and pulled those soldiers out. And the South needed to have people to work them plantations and then pull you right back on that same plantation with the 13th Amendment and others. Uh, I hope I was able to answer uh, so many facets of it. It's so many facets to CRT, that critical race theory. And the, the true reason is they didn't really do anything, and uh, they don't want their children. They say their children have low self-esteem. They don't want their children to know they really teach the the trueness of slavery, about the rapes. Uh, they see we coming in every color. 
how you sell a child from under the parents. Uh, they had this thing about this big black lady said she got a white baby sucking her breast. They don't want their children with uh, uh, to learn how you took care of their children and fed their children and raised their children for them, and then you could turn right around and sell that same lady child that 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 was you really was if if a true mother was almost like your mother, you could be considered your mother because your mother was too lazy to wake up at night and feed you and take care of you. They don't want the truth told how they rape the women and how they rape men too. They don't want that told. So it, it's it, that that's what why they don't want CC uh, critical race theory CRT taught in school. They, and, and there's nothing but the truth. You just ask them, why don't you teach the truth? That's right. I know, but I ain't mad at them. Right. Thank you, sir. Okay, you that that did that come close to answer what you what you needed to needed answered? Oh yes sir, yes sir. That, that helped quite a bit. Okay, well I appreciate your uh your question. If you have anything you'd like to share, you know, uh iron sharpens iron. I always think that iron sharpens iron. Do we have any other one anyone else that'd like to ask a question or would like to share something with us to tonight? Again, the only dumb question is one not asked. The lines are open. I would just like to take the time to to say uh, it's imperative that we learn who we are and refute this lie about blacks are dumb and um, just right here. And Baton Rouge, a busy place like the Mall of the Louisiana, which is one of the largest malls in the South. <laughs> it's like you have drive-bys there. I mean, busy hospital district. I mean, upscale hotels and everything out here. And we we ride. We still doing drive-bys, killing people, and our people are just doing so much and. I, I, I oftentimes I, I, I talk about you know because this is true. Our, our, our people, we need to we need to straighten our lives up. There's so much we've been put in this little ghetto thing and with this hood that we live in, and we don't know who we are. So we go around and uh, commit all these crimes, and we think that make us look big because. That's like uh, the mafia or the the gangsters. Uh, And that's something that Caucasians did in the 20s and 30s. So you're almost 100 years behind time. That, 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 you know, that's like me wearing a pair of Frankenstein shoes, the more high-high shoes that Superfly wore. I'd look crazy with a pair of bell bottoms on with our children so far behind time. And it's a self-hate. You go to the larger churches, the halves are sitting on one side, and the have-nots, the regular people, or the blue-collar workers, or the janitors, custodians sits here, but because I'm a, a lawyer, engineer, professor, working in plants, we sit over here. Because I'm more than you over here, and that hurts me to see things like that 
happen to our very we do it to ourselves and we we is and then and when you go to work those very same people that's making money when you go to work they're still being uh they still have a ceiling where they could go you they can't go any higher they know that people cannot survive off of seven dollar and twenty five cent an hour if they would bring it up and I guarantee you that um if they ever would just right now, if they would bring it up this year that everybody had to be paid $15 out, a lot of those same people committing crime would go to work. Now, now it won't end the, the crime crime problem, but it would lessen it a lot where a person could make a livable life wage. It's no way possible for a person, This it's impossible for a person to make $7.25 an hour and could pay rent and buy food, have an automobile for transportation to work, anything else, it's impossible. Uh, You could go to Tennessee, Kentucky, Carolina, Virginia, where the hillbillies live, and you'll see some of the poorest people, and you'll see that they commit all kind of crimes. In America today and in major cities and in cities, they patrol the African-American community. That's the reason why our children are getting picked up more than anyone else. If you patrol white communities, they have more drugs than they have in the hood. They have more drugs in the suburban white communities than they have. It's a guy uh, uh, that... that um, I like to listen to that. His name Tim Wise. Tim Wise. He graduated from Tulane, and he's Caucasian. But he'll tell the truth. He'll tell you that they have more drugs. Like he said, they had more drugs than, at Tulane University with the white kids than, than they had in New Orleans, which is a major port city, uh, with the drug scene. But the police don't don't patrol or don't come through there. They come through the, our neighborhood, the black neighborhood, and pick our children up. So we're not as bad as people make us up to be. It's just that we're the people that they patrol, and we don't have the money to even pay the, the lawyers to help get us out of trouble. If we could afford an attorney and that the system, it wasn't systemic racism, and even with the when I say systemic, I'm talking about the criminal justice system and everything else, court system, all that the law that's made is made to enslave or to uh, hurt black folk. So it's it's a lot into it, and we need to teach our children how to uh, be able to dodge those traps that they have for them. Amen. Anyone else has something they'd like to share? I don't hear anyone else having anything they would like to share. So I'd just like to thank Pastor Williams for uh, bringing us on tonight and giving the opportunity for us to be able to share with the the things that's going on and um, tell the history. I wanted to deal with uh, biblical slavery, and I wanted to bring it on up all the way, take it all the way back to the beginning of time uh, with um, Australopithecus and Xanthropy and, and bring it on up 
on, on up to this time, biblical times, and the things about uh, the evil of slavery biblically, but also uh, the treatment of a slave would have been lied so much why that they have taught their children why it was okay, but they don't teach their children in New Testament. That was one of the sins that you were scorned about. It was right there with homosexuality in the book of Timothy. So it's it's not said, and and it, because we don't have uh, black preachers and others to refute them when they say something, I don't know if it's come from the lack of knowledge, or either we just agree with them and say, yeah, well, yes, uh, master, uh, uh, us dumb people, no, never was dumb folk. Uh, so I. Thank for the opportunity to to just to share and uh, share some of my studies and research and thank those who ask questions. And I, I know some that's tuned in that didn't ask any question, but God bless you anyway. And um, the only dumb question is one not asked. And, again, we ask a special blessing on uh, Reverend Williams and his family, and that God would continue to strengthen him as he brings forth his ministry of uh, history talk and different other ministries that he have just about every night, and that God would continue to lead and guide him, that he would bring the truth. The Bible says you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Uh, it's hard to enslave a person if that person is knowledgeable. If that person is knowledgeable, and they, what his name was, Boxcar Brown or Box Brown, this man put himself in a box and mailed himself to freedom. I mean, <laughs> these are things that, that, that they don't really teach, and they don't teach all the inventions that blacks have and I would like to say this before we go to you're black 365 days out of year 24 hours a day seven days a week so we ought to be having black history from January 1st to December 31st ought to be black history every year and we need to study it and we need to talk about it and we need to build like James Brown said, I'm black and I'm proud. We need to walk like we proud people. We come from a kingly line, walk tall, walk like a lion. God bless you. Amen. Uh, Pastor Williams, you have something you'd like to share before we uh, pray our way out? Uh, no, sir. Just like to say God bless everyone. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, God bless you all. Thank you, Pastor. Okay, Uh, again, thank each and every one. I want to just say this before I pray. I love everybody, black, white, no matter who you are, Asian, I I love everybody. I'm a Christian, and I love everybody, and there's nothing that you could do about it. But I'm a a truthful person. Uh, Where there's lies, I will expose your lies. So I think, again, I thank everyone for tuning in. 
Heavenly Father, we come in the mighty name of Jesus. We come just to say thank you. Lord, we thank you for things that's been said and things that's been done. And, Lord, we pray that something was an eye-opener. And we pray, Lord, that we will love, learn to have love for everyone. Jesus said, by this, all men will know you are my disciple if you have love for one another. So, Lord, let us learn to love one another. Let us walk together. You know, Lord, you say, how can two walk together unless we're in agreement? So, Lord, we need to come to agreement that you are the true and living God and that we need to learn to love and depend on one another. There's only one true race, and that's the human race. The Bible says there's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Have we all been baptized into one body? There's no uh, white race or black race or Asian race. Everybody you are, uh, male or female, is no transgender and all these other things. You're either man or lady. You either have X and Y chromosome or you have two X chromosome. Two X mean that you are a female, XY mean you're a male. You can't change that. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we, we, we ask, Lord, that we pray for the people of Ukraine, and, Lord, we pray that you will stop Russia from killing these people um, and give them their freedom, although there have been some derogatory things said about the African-Americans and third-world countries have been degraded by different uh, people who are over there giving commentators of the war. And, Lord, we just see just how bad a shape this world is. And then, Lord, I want to say this, Lord, in my prayer to you, it's about a minority of the people on this earth that think that they're more than others because the Caucasian race has the smallest number of people that walk this earth. Seven per night. 709 million, that's all out of 7 seven billion people. The smallest races, some of the most evil people in the world, come from the minority of the people of this world. So, Lord, leading God and strengthen us, Lord, and there's so much that the African-American race need to change and let us work on ourselves and don't point the finger at others until we straighten ourselves. Charity starts at home, and, and the love and, and the straightening of our people, I'll start with us first. Lord, and, and let us not point finger, but let us do better for ourselves. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and many others said that we need to stop waiting for others to do something because they're not going to do it for us. We need to learn to be independent and do it ourselves. I thank you, Lord, and I praise you. Again, we ask a special blessing on Pastor William and his family. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless everybody. I love you. There's nothing you could do about it. Good night. Amen. God bless. Good night. I thank you for it all. The pain helped me overcome my fears 
thank you for taking a listen this evening. You've been listening to History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp right here on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Heard every Tuesday right here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. YAT Radio logs on to leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence, teaching you about who you are and whose you are. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp every Tuesday on YAT Radio, where we are breaking chains. Brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. God bless. Good night. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.